pause to consider. The podcast where you put your busy day on pause to consider spiritual encouragement and wisdom on your walk towards God's kingdom. Thanks for joining me. I'm Sam Taylor, here to get you thinking about the Word of God. When I was about six or seven, my uncle taught me how to play chess. One by one, he showed me what the pieces could do. The pawns didn't impress me. The knights confused me with their L-shaped movements. But then he showed me the queen and the rooks, capable of crossing the entire span of the board in a single move. And I was obsessed with these major pieces, and I was determined to use them early and often. In our first game, it moved at a snail's pace. The pawns didn't move fast enough for my liking. I kept getting more fun pieces captured, and I was beginning to get frustrated. And after a few moves, though, I finally seized my opportunity to use my queen. Feeling powerful, I picked it up and dramatically placed it right in the path of the king and smugly declared, Check. What I didn't see, of course, was a humble pawn positioned right next to where I placed my queen. And that smile, I imagine, was wiped off my face as my uncle proceeded to capture my most powerful piece. He didn't take it easy on me, even when I was a kid. But it taught me a valuable lesson that didn't materialize until just recently, honestly. You see, I didn't understand the need for long-term strategy when I played chess that first time. I was obsessed with making what I thought were strong moves, and associated feeling that power in the moment with winning, even though the reality was quite the opposite. My uncle, on the other hand, patiently moved his minor pieces into position and didn't let a desire to feel powerful shake him from the overall goal, winning the game. Now, they have a term in chess for making moves to get you into position for later benefit. They're often called in-between moves. And although you can move a rook across a board in one turn, it's those little in-between moves, moving a pawn here, a knight there. Those are the moves that win you the game in advance. The pieces on the chessboard have different abilities yet they all share a unified purpose, to protect their king and capture the opponent's king. See, if a player loses sight of the overall goal and focuses on the strengths of seemingly powerful pieces, as I did in my first game as a kid, they'll lose. Likewise, it's essential to remember how the body of Christ operates. As willing servants of God, our goal should not be to let our individual abilities be glorified, but rather that we all work together in unity to achieve God's goal of filling the earth with his glory. When you're playing a game of chess, you wouldn't say that the white queen or the black rook won you the game. You would say that the white team or the black team 
won the game. And all the pieces that led to that victory, whether they're on the board or captured, share in the glory of that victory together. While chess players, they assign numerical values to pieces to determine their advantages, we cannot fall into that trap of assigning man-made values onto other members of Christ's body. That includes ourselves. Paul touched on this in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 and 13. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. Paul went on to say in verses 21 to 26, The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But... God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. It's crucial to our faith and to our walk to recognize that God seeks to work with all of us as a cohesive body not as individual parts. And that can be difficult, especially when we see our brothers and sisters that we know progressing through their lives, hitting their achievements, while we're standing still. And that can exaggerate our own perceived lack of movement in life. And speaking from personal experience, I've felt like, a lot of times, that when I'm not moving, that can increase my temptation to move drastically and rashly just for the sake of doing something. You know, like I did when I was a kid playing chess. But sometimes, God keeps us in a, a holding pattern in our lives. Maybe in location, maybe in our careers, maybe in relationships or lack thereof. And he keeps us in those holding patterns to have us in the right place to further not our agenda, but his agenda of bringing him glory. It was Mordecai that had to remind Esther she wasn't made a queen out of luck. Here's what he had to say to her in Esther 4, verses 13 and 14. Do not think to yourself that in the king's palace you will escape any more than all the other Jews. For if you keep silent at this time, Relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. It's natural to want to quickly reach an ideal place in our lives without factoring in what's needed to get there. Sometimes we want to feel strong in the moment when God's intention for us is to be mindful of the in-between moves he's trying to make in our lives. 
to work with us, not as individuals, but as a body with Christ at our head. And it's the Lord Jesus Christ we should emulate in our efforts. When he was baptized and given the power of the Holy Spirit, he knew it wasn't for him to show off his personal strength or how special he was, but to empty himself as a servant unto others. He was the most powerful piece on God's chessboard. But in order for God to accomplish victory, he had to be sacrificed. And that may very well be required of us in our lives, in our walks, in our service to God, and to the body of believers that we're all part of. But if you lay down your life for God's family, even if you feel like an insignificant piece on the board, even if you feel like you're stagnant, doing nothing in God's service, God will ensure that you get to partake with the entire body of believers in Christ's victory over sin and death. You're where you are for a reason, and God has a plan for you, for good and not for evil. To conclude from Philippians 2, verses 3 through 11. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so may we all remember, we are not individual pieces on the board. We are a cohesive body whose goal is not to glorify ourselves or to feel strong in our own abilities, but to bring glory to God the Father. I want to thank you for joining me for another devotion on Pause to Consider. If you like this devotion, share it with your friends and loved ones in your ecclesia. You can follow this podcast by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or your preferred service, where you can get up-to-date episodes as they're released. If you have any questions or feedback, please email me or reach out to me at pause to consider podcast at gmail.com or on the Facebook and Instagram pages for Pause to Consider. 
I hope this devotion was helpful for you, and I hope it helps you just a little bit on your walk towards God's kingdom. And I pray that God will be with you until we meet again, whether it be in our next devotion or in God's kingdom. God bless.